When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Blakey's Bootroom, the number one Cardiff City podcast. Brought to you by Wales Online. Hello and welcome to Blakey's Bootroom podcast here from Wales Online. I'm Dominic Booth. Back in the studio this week, uh, Nathan Blake has returned along with Chris Wellen. Uh, welcome to you both. Hello, Tom. Nice to have you back. Good to be back. Nice to have uh, Christian Watham here as well. <laughs> Chris's younger brother. <laughs> Chris has lost a little bit of weight just for the benefit of the listeners. He looks and, uh, he's a reveling million in it. dollars, by the way. <laughs> uh, on today's podcast, we're going to talk about Cardiff's 1-0 victory at Middlesbrough uh, on Saturday. We're going to ask why Cardiff tend to thrive in the bigger games and there's a little surprise up the sleeve of your host here for Nathan and Chris. But before we get to that, let's just talk about Borough. And Chris, you, you were up there mm. and you saw a, a really hard-fought victory, didn't you? Yeah, it was an interesting display from Cardiff. Uh, tactically, Warnock got it just exactly right. We would expect, when we saw the team sheets, you know, aside from Zahora being out and Gunnison being out, we did think, oh, is that going to be just that little bit of difference because uh, we did say last week that we fancied him to get something, but he thought with the energy that Gunnison brings into Hora, sort of being able to stretch a defence a bit more and hold it up a bit more, we thought, is it going to be quite enough? And you saw the team sheets, and you saw three centre-backs named, but you know, of course we'd assumed that Bamba would play in front of the back four, as has been the case in the last couple of weeks, especially given the way the Borough set up with um, Braithwaite dropping into a sort of number 10 role. And then when they then they kicked off, you could see they would go in with three centre-backs. And not only that, you had Peltier and, and Bennett, who definitely weren't in the defensive line, but they were picking up almost man-to-man at times with, um, I, I think Barrow almost played like a diamond. It, it was it was showed exactly that Warnock is more than just, um, you know, go, go out and play. Mm. Right? He is cute. When he mm. wants, you know, he knows more than he'll ever let on. Sometimes mm. they went up and they did. It, they did a job on Borough. What it's important to, to point out that when you say that, it doesn't mean that they went and parked the bus and, and Sarah come and break us down. They defended on the front foot. They pressed really high. They got the crowd frustrated because there's a lack of patience there. They looked to play. They never looked in trouble. They didn't have to park the bus because Borough weren't asking those type of questions. The only times Borough threatened Cardiff were from shots from distance, which you're never going to be able to stop <coughs> someone getting half a yard, yeah, 25 yeah. yards out. And, you know, fair was they came close once or twice, but never where you thought, oh, Cardiff are hanging on you. There were periods where Borough were more into it, the possession was better, but Cardiff always looked set up, knowing what they were doing. Rawls and Bryson didn't see a great deal of the ball, but boy did they work hard to make sure then you know on another day if they're a bit more clinical Cardiff could have been you know a couple up mm. to be honest yeah. so it was a really really impressive performance different than the way that 
Villa was impressive or Leeds was impressive. And that's what screamed out the significance to me is because no side gets promoted playing one way or only blowing sides away. It doesn't happen. It happens by being able to change up Mm. By by knowing Adaptable. exactly not mm. as flashy, but but just as important. It's perfect, yeah. really. It's it's not as flashy, but it's a one 0 win. And there's difference between all right, let's go out and you know be resolute and and let's be hard to break down. But you're still living on the edge. You know, I watched Swansea at Tottenham uh, a few weeks back, and it was you know it was a good nil nil for Swansea. You know, they did make themselves difficult to break down. But ultimately, if a striker has a better game or the goalkeeper has a worse game. That could end up three mm. nil. There was no way that was happening. The defence yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't this was a purposeful. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was, you know, organised, drilled, but it certainly wasn't. And yet another system. Yeah, exactly. And um, it's probably their third, third, maybe fourth system they've played this season. Yeah, well, we we haven't really seen the the five at the back or three at the back, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, since the opening day at Burton. And you and I saw that, Chris, and we weren't entirely convinced. The warm-up wasn't because he changed it. Yeah. This one, Nathan, is this the best way of getting Bamba, Manga and Morrison into the same side rather I, than having Bamba in midfield? I think so, yeah. But I think knowing that you can play Bamba in midfield against certain personnel, like, like Chris says, they played with a 10, but I don't think Neil Warnock thinks that they're that good. Mm. So I think when he comes up against a Leeds and he knows, right, you've got Hernandez who can, you know, split you, he's going to put someone like Bamba in there to do a job on him against Middlesbrough. I don't think anyone was there that was that threatening, you know. So um, for me, like I said last week, I fancied them to go and get a win. I really did. I thought it was an ideal, you know, team to come up against. One of the fancy teams spent a lot of money you know, big name players in there. It's just what Cardiff under Neil Warnock are all about. It's just what Warnock's about, you know, go up against, you know, the favourite, being the underdog and, and walk away with all three points. And um, you have to you have to give, you know, a lot of credit because, like I say, played a different system, different personnel, knows a whore up front. As Chris said, probably thinking this is going to be a, a tough nut to crack. But, um, you know, went up there, done a great job. And never really, I wouldn't say, and I haven't watched the game live, but I did watch the highlights. Never really, uh, and the, what I'd call major pressure or sustained pressure, mm. because they defended on the front foot, because they weren't sat, you know, deep block, edge of the 18 yard block box with, you know, 10 men across, stripped across. They actually, you know, took the game to Middlesbrough and like Chris said could have been three or four and this late goal habit keeps mm. on popping up we've mm. seen a few times now Cardiff popping up with vital late goals to steal a point or in this case two extra points and we've been saying Chris this isn't a coincidence is it that, no. that they're doing it? It, it it's a lot of things there's ten points gained that I worked out hastily in the last couple of minutes up at Borough um, before they kicked you out I think <laughs> yeah I think so and um, now that's, that's an impressive in itself what it really what really makes it uh, really significant is the fact that it was the exact opposite last year where they threw away so many points <coughs> by conceding late on by silly you knew it was coming goals. last season yeah, yeah exactly and there's a bit of everything into it it's fitness because they are working so hard 
they, you know, that was hard work on, on, on Saturday and Rawls very much included and yet he's the one still got the composure the step up slot the pen yeah, yeah um, take a breath yeah. and you know basically it's Dom fitness. loves rolls, by the I way, know, so he's uh, seems like <laughs> he sat back like a, like a pig in something, <laughs> yeah. Like, thinking, yeah, I told you so. <laughs> when fitness, right, is not just about, or um, Blake, you'll know this better than myself, but not just about having the energy to keep going at the end and keep making the mm-hmm. runs. The first thing that tends to go when you're when you're not fit, or is yeah, exactly. Blake's pointing to his bonds. Is that you make mistakes, you make wrong decisions because your body. You're so focused on trying to grasp a breath, right? Because you're out of that stride, it's becoming more and more difficult. Is that your focus goes, your concentration goes, you make errors. It, it you know, happens in any walk of life that when you're tired, mistakes happen. Um, so it has to be fitness, and it also has to be belief. Because there's one thing a manager saying, you've got to go, you've got to run for 95 minutes. Telling you now, if a plan isn't working, or you start going, I'm not sure that this, you know, I'm not sure he's right here. What's the point? You know, you'll stop. Your head will drop a bit, and you won't make that run, mm-hmm. and you won't make that last tackle, and you mm-hmm. won't go through that little bit of pain barrier way. It's mind over matter. Um, they are because they believe that we can still get something. And the fact Mendes Lang was, well, I guess Mendes Lang on Saturday is that one minute you're thinking, yeah, he's got it, and then just making the wrong. Uh, decisions now and again but credit to him is that he keeps going mm. and I think Monk was almost decrying the fact that he hasn't got someone like him at the moment mm. who will make something happen just uh, just by being busy raw, and keep on going just raw exactly. pace power and that's I think Cardiff's biggest strength this season I've said it for a while is their power mm. is the fact they've got pace but what they've also got is power the ability to go and go and go and that's a trait in Neil Warnock playing against his sides and watching his teams over the last 20, 20 odd years. It's it's always been the case. So I've said I don't see Cardiff being intimidated by anybody. The only game I've seen this season where Cardiff were at sixes and sevens was Sheffield Wednesday. And that was a system, you know, a tactical system problem which they couldn't resolve uh, and they didn't get the grips with but still come out of the game with a point scored late on you know went and went and went and and, and managed to get a draw so I just don't see anyone in the league who I feel is is strong enough to overpower then overrun Cardiff City which in, in the championship is a massive plus and what an outlet Mendes Lang has become for this team when we, when he, we said this so many times when he was signed we didn't even expect him to be in the team mm. and now he's almost undroppable because of the way he drives that team forward and obviously won the penalty on Saturday which proved crucial it's not just I've, I've, if you remember Dom I said a few weeks ago it's positional play yeah you know it's work rate I remember you describing to me why he was taking up a certain position yeah. on the pitch so he could turn defence into attack and absolutely yeah. yeah so his, 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 his positional sense and I don't know whether it's probably, well, I won't say probably, it would definitely have been worked on by the coaching staff and the manager. But he he's a, he's a full-back's dream. He's absolutely a full-back's dream. Because, and then he's a striker's dream. Because when you're, when you're as a whole playing up front on your own and you're expected to stretch and you're having to catch your breath and fill your lungs, you look across and nine times out of ten he will move into that position where you're not 
or you should, should be going. So his work rate and his strength and his power for me, you know, is, is second to none. I think he's been superb. He's got areas to work on, and that's but that's being hypercritical. This is a guy come on a Bosman from League One mm. that people would expect, expect in our best yeah. 20 minute impact player and mm. all of a sudden like you say he's becoming an integral part of what Cardiff do summed up uh, in, in one instance in the second half where Cardiff was I think might have been defending a corner or something like that a little bit of a scramble Mendes Lang, Lang pretty much runs the entire length of the pitch he makes the wrong decision at the end or, or, or doesn't execute the pass quite mm. well enough or I can't, I can't exactly remember but it broke down we thought there was a chance there mm. however what is the greater thing at the moment that could be worked on mm. what he's bringing Cardiff is the, is the rawness of that pace and, and a directness and Borough's head just dropped from that because yeah. they were they were knocking on the door a little and bit and what happens to everyone else's yeah, heads in Cardiff and, yeah, yeah, exactly. we're still going exactly here. And exactly. that can be a huge thing in the way Cardiff play. And, and speaking to Warnock after the game, you know, he said, "Yeah, he let us down once or twice defensively, and we were talking about bringing him off." But he said to Jeppo, uh, Ronnie Jepson, he said, um, "But he can he can get us a goal, mm. and that is what he's providing this site. It's what Cardiff haven't had mm. for too long, mm. and it does make a difference." He said it is being hypercritical if he can fine tune it and, and he will the longer he plays in the championship. Oh, well, he's, he's not know. the perfect player, no, you know, he's far, he's far from it. It shows what I mean. But what I think what expectation was to what we're seeing is chalk and cheese. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, we were expecting, like you say, a squad player, impact player at best. You know, mm. might get you two, three goals over the course of the season, important coming off the bench. Maybe a late one against Wolves or a late one against Leeds or something like that. But what you're seeing is a stalwart. You're seeing someone whose work rate is fan- fantastic. When he gets the opportunity to finish, he can finish pretty well. He's he's you know he'll run, he'll put the ball in, he'll stretch teams, he'll work hard. His positional play is good. So winning penalties on top of that late on in games mm. for you to go and take three points should away have, from home he should have an assist there he did brilliantly yeah. at the end and Hoyt yeah. uh, put the head at the wrong side of the Absolutely. post he even had the energy to roll around five times when he won the penalty I uh, did see that yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. just yeah. making sure yeah. the referee did yeah, well exactly. I'm thinking he's, he's going for a film roll or something <laughs> as well so. it was the clearest penalty yeah. you'll see but he it still was. made sure it was but uh, no all credit to him mm. and uh, like I say even in the games where he hasn't shone. He's always been quietly good. He's mm. been good. He's, 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 his performance rate is like if you was marking him on a one to ten, I haven't not given him a seven this season. Yeah, he's always he's been seven. seven to up yeah. every game, and that you know if that continues, and I say players like him of that shape, of that stature, of that pace, that power, they come into their own come December, January, February because those are the those are the money months, you know. Those are the months where Christmas, a lot of fixtures, defenders start to get tired, knocks, bruises. But if you've got pace added to power, there's not a lot people can do about it. What about another player who actually came into the side? You mentioned <coughs> Zahor, obviously, has been playing well with Mendes Lang. What about Danny Ward, Chris? Um, put in a real shift from, from what I've seen of the extended highlights. Mm. Is he a, a real viable alternative up front? Well, yeah, he's definite alternative. Um, Zahora is still the number one striker. Um, mm. th- there's no shame in that. But he worked really hard. He, he, he difficult 
easy chance if you want early on where the keeper is charged down and he does the right thing by waiting for it to drop he didn't snatch at it he actually connects pretty well Randolph saves with his feet mm. if if he tries to control it and go perhaps go around the keeper defenders get back I think he made the right choice he's just a bit unlucky gets that goal could be looking at a completely different game mm. you know not necessarily in a good way because mm. Barrow got to come out a bit you've got something to protect mm. so you know um, he worked hard didn't really get the chances to show you know, a striker come in for one game. You know, you don't judge him by that. At the moment, he's done. He's been a good option to come on and and change it up a bit. Um, and he's not going to let anyone down when he does that. But if you if you're giving me a choice between a Fitzgerald and a fit Danny Ward, well, I think at the it's moment he's going with Fitzgerald, yeah. don't you? Yeah, absolutely. I think he's he's done well every time he's he's come in though and, and proven a good option. That's the end of part one. Um, that's time for a debate. You're listening to Blakey's Boot Room from Wales Online. So my question this week for you both is, why do Cardiff tend to play better in the bigger games and why do they tend to maybe <coughs> flatter to deceive when the pressure isn't so high? Nathan? Well, I'd say you're probably alluding to the two defeats Two defeats. Two and 13 is all right, isn't it? (laughs) Two defeats all season. And I would say that that would, looking at it, I don't think it's coincidence they both come after internationals. I think it's a bit of a momentum loss and maybe getting back into the swing of the game or the run of games um, is something that maybe Neil Warnock will address because I think there's a break coming up in about three weeks in there yeah. it's three three more games I think and then another, another yeah. break so they've got these two home games yeah. which is what I'm alluding to as well mm. where Millwall at home and Ipswich at home mm. they're not the glamour of uh, if you know Cardiff then Millwall's a game which is probably up there with Leeds probably up there with uh, Wolves but also uh, a game Cardiff would be expected to win yeah absolutely but there's a massive fan rivalry as there is with Millwall and most teams, absolutely. But, you yeah. know, it, it is a real uh, barnstormer with uh, with Cardiff and Millwall. So, um, what you'll find is the atmosphere will be quite intense on Saturday from the home fans, which will tend to get you know the Cardiff players up at it. They'll know already. You know, Millwall. Everyone knows when you're a footballer. Millwall come with a reputation you know you, you never go there or they come to your ground and expect an easy game it's going to be you know like I say ferocious between the fans obviously you don't want to see any trouble or anything like that but it is a it is a, um, a serious atmosphere so I, I've got no worries against uh, Millwall Ipswich on the other hand I actually think they're one of the teams who can finish in the top six I really do I think uh, Mick McCarthy's got them Playing well, scoring a lot of goals, and um, you know they're one of those teams. Okay, they're not there now, but you know they're one of those teams that can be there or thereabouts come the end of the season. So I don't think Cardiff have a problem with um, coming up against teams who aren't really fancied. I think it's been more of a problem of the international break taking effect. I think the way Cardiff play or the way they attack games is you know a lot of hard work a lot of high energy running harder 
running faster, being stronger. Um, to do that for 46 games, I'd say is impossible. To do to do, to be at 100 percent for 46 games, I don't care who you are, it doesn't happen. To, and it, it the, the mind can be willing sometimes and the body not, and sometimes the other way Vice around. Versa, yeah. And it, even the best man managers will struggle. You know, will accept that they're not going to get the very best and everyone very, that much switched on every single game. And of course, if you've got a big game, and it doesn't have to be against a big club, it can just be in the context. You know, Tuesday against Ipswich could end up being a massive game. If there's a win against Millwall and there's all that that sort of swell of excitement as we saw leading up to the Leeds game, because it wasn't just the fact it was Leeds; it was just that. Top of but the table. something's happening. Mm-hmm. Wolves could lose on Saturday and mm-hmm. Cardiff. You know. All of a sudden, it becomes a huge match. Everyone's talking about it. Yeah. No problem with the players. I'm not saying that, you know, we've talked about complacency before. I'm not saying that's an issue. But it is natural for anyone in any job to have a bit more of a spring in your step if you know it's going to be, or oh, there's, there's an exciting There's a bigger prize at the end of it, yeah. Right? It, it is absolutely natural. It will, that adrenaline will give you that extra bit more. And then, once you're in the stadium... It circles around because the fans will feed off the players and the players will feed off the fans. It just goes around and creates something, you know, perfect to be honest in, in terms of in terms of Cardiff. So it is natural if there is a bit of a lull about a game. It's why you know, it's why you have end of season games where people talk about a typical end of season game or a typical mid table game because there's not much at stake. We saw enough you of them know, last season, yeah, didn't exactly. we? Exactly. It can just take that and you're only talking about half a percent out of it and mm. it could be the difference why you're a li- little bit more flat why you have to work a little bit harder so there's that and there's also then that especially at home the onus is different isn't it the onus will be different for Cardiff at home against Millwall than it is away against Middlesbrough mm-hmm. I mean that, that Derby game after the Leeds game was one that I've almost forgotten about to be honest someone mentioned it in the office before I couldn't remember what happened in the Derby game because mm. it was that Lacking in event and excitement, and that was one of the games that I think I think about when asking this question. You know, mm. it was a bit after the Lord Mayor's show, the mm. higher the Leeds game. Mm. So you know, but it's, we it's, also think Cardiff have got to obviously be careful and keep the concentration levels up, yeah, as, you, as you say. You've got to give due credit to the Championship, the nature of the league, and and the teams that are in there who all ask different questions of you at different times. What is what is Millwall's aim this season? They've had a you know fantastic yeah, start of things, but it's staying in the league. How do you stay in the league? You pick up points on the road. You pick up your one points on the road because you know you've got a fortress at the den, mm. right? And you fancy your chances. So, do I expect Millwall to come and be open and let give Mendes Lang space behind them? Not a chance. Mm. I expect them to go. You're at home. You're top the of the league. Come on then. Mm-hmm. You know, not too dissimilar in certain games the way Cardiff have approached games. You know, not just this season, but last season. So there's, it's not so much the big games. It's it's, it's just the way the championship is that you're just not going to get it every week. You know, is, the, is it the way Warnock is as well, Blakey? That he he prefers those bigger games in inverted commas no, or, I, when the pressure I, is on. You you actually think to yourself, no, because that's not where leagues usually are won and lost. They're usually lost when you go. To Millwall and lose, or you go to Burton and lose, or you know what I mean. No mm, disrespect yeah. to those teams, but you know that's usually that's your bread and butter. You know the the, the big game against Wolverhampton Wanderers. If you can pick up a get, uh, a point away from home and win your home game, then you you four points to the good. 
against their zero. So, you know, Cardiff at times, I think what they've, what, what's impressed me is that they've played at a very high level and then when they've needed to go again up, they've been able to do it. And I think there's only, like I said, two losses, two defeats this season. And perhaps of 13 games, you've probably got three three performances where you think they could do better. That's not what they are. Now, if you're going over the course of the season, 40-odd games, you know, if you take in 10 games out of there, and 40-plus where... 30-plus uh, where they're, they're at it and playing well, it bodes well for the season for me. So It's the natural ebb and flow of a season. Absolutely. You're not going to win it. Listen, in my lifetime, playing since I'm, you know, playing football since an eight-year-old kid up to now, I've only ever seen one team win the league without losing. Of all the teams I've ever seen, I've only ever seen one team win a league whether first, second or third division. I've only ever seen one team win a league without losing. Shout out to Arsenal of uh, there you go. four. There you go. And you've got to think, Even in the 80s, do you think how, how great Liverpool were in the 80s? You know, the Douglas's and, and Rushes of, uh, in that era uh, and before that. And you think of the Man United's, you know, uh, the, the Giggs, the Beckham, the Scholes, the Keens, you know. They all lost yeah, games. They all lost games, mate. You know, so to... To, to, to go through a, throughout a season, you know, if you can get the Christmas and you've lost in this league, you can get the Christmas and you've lost three or four. You've done very, very well. Indeed. You've done very, very well because you play in the difference to the Premier League. You you don't they don't play Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, whereas that's almost the norm in the in the Championship. So. Isn't speaking to Warnock after the game? We were talking about like, you know, at home now. That do you want? To, I asked him, do you want your forwards to be a bit more clinical if you're being greedy? And he sort of said, well, you know, I think it was like we've had seven points in the last three games, so I'm not too concerned. Mm. And he said, look, we're not necessarily going to go gung ho just because we're at home. Mm. You know, sometimes a point is okay. Well, you still have to respect just, your opponent. Exactly. You're not going to just go, oh, we're at home and we're top of the league because, you know, that's that's how you, you get undone, out. yeah. Just pick up the points. Just keep them ticking over because they have shown they can go away. I know that the two defeats have come, come, come on the road, but they can go away and get wins. And they've been the Wolves and one. Exactly. You know, and I, I fancy Borough to, to, to click if Monk is given a bit more time there. And yeah, all of a sudden that becomes got a very an, even better as, mm. an even better result, you know. I, I think, think I th- I th- I think he'll be gone by the end of the season, Monk. Really? I don't think they. I don't think they're. They're not connecting, are they? They're, they're nowhere near where they need to be for a championship winning team. Trust me, I've played in the championship. I've won the championship. I finished second in the championship, and I've gone up in the championship through the playoffs. I know exactly what it takes to get out of that league. And for me, you've got the players, but you ain't got the attitude. That's the difference between you look at Cardiff and you look at Borough, and you go player for player. You take Borough all day before the start of the season. Once you see the team start playing, once you see the commitment, once you see how well they're drilled, once you see the performance level, I don't think there's anyone in the league who'd say, I take Borough over Cardiff. Now, you take Cardiff's 11 over Borough's 11 every day, and that wasn't Cardiff's best 11, don't forget. Mm. So, for me, Gary Monk, I think, I think the... Not the bubbles kind of burst in, but... 
he's going to have to find because those fans, their expectations oh, are huge. It reminded me actually of watching Cardiff under Russell Slade, not in terms of the football or that, but in terms of the disconnect between the fans and the manager. Uh, and that, because uh, if you got in the first minute, they were almost on him, waiting, right? Waiting Wait for, for the, the first, first mistake so they can get on him, yeah. right? And what you'll what you'll find is when when that happens, you're not convinced that the fans were ever convinced yeah. that this was the right man for the job. Now, unless you go and do something extraordinary, like what you need to do is go on a run of like 15 unbeaten and winning 10, 11 of those games. Yeah, that's the kind of thing he's going to have to do to gun convince them. And then he'd get a little stay of execution. But if he went three games loss again, they'd revert straight back. So he's kind of like fighting a losing battle, really and truly. So what they're going to have to do and what they're going to have to produce, almost extraordinary for the fans and him and the players to all become one. That's why I don't think he's yeah. going to last long there. Bringing it back to Cardiff, it's, it's part of the reason why I think Cardiff have, have been able to get this momentum because the, the credit and the faith that Warnock built up last year has shown through now in games. The important will be, and you know, to go back to your original question, is when there comes those flat games or games that Cardiff are, in inverted commas, expected to Birmingham. win. Birmingham. Yeah, right? That's when everyone needs to go, hang on. Right, let's just give them a bit of time. Accept the fact that some days it ain't going to work for mm. you. Right? Well, because it, having that extra bit of encouragement and an extra bit of faith will pull you through when you might when it is that bad day it might sneak you a point and I think that connect will be important as there the is patience for Warnock as well yeah, isn't yeah. It? yeah. As I, I can I can I, I as a player I think they'd be very aware of the Birmingham situation and the Preston situation hmm. as a, lessons learned in the as back a of their player mind. yeah if I was playing I would think, right, international, yeah. Don't know why, but I've come into the game both times now off my normal or off our normal level. Call it complacency. Yeah? It's not you're not trying, call it complacency, but that's a a mental. It's not a physical. If you're physical then you struggle the week after and the week after because your body's getting tired and tired. Mm. So it's not a it's not a physical, it's a mental. So for me, you know, losing games is never a good time to lose, but those two defeats, it almost gives you something you can directly point at and say that's a probable cause for that. And we can maybe see that they're they're not the the norm; they're anomalies. Mm. So Warner can point to you know this is this is your normal level. Mm-hmm. This is and you don't want to these be f- two outliers almost. Yeah, you don't want the players feeling like it's done before it's actually done. Mm. To be fair, there's only a third of the season gone. Well, not yet. Yeah. So you know, you, you you don't you don't want them to go into the game in a they call it lackadaisical. Yeah. You you don't want to get that. You don't you don't want to get that even if you've won the league with three games to go into the last three games because you've got a, a commitment to yourself, to your manager, to your club, and to the fans. So it. It, there's never like a, there's, complacency is, is is there's never really a place for it in football so as long as they get out and they learn from that and get into the habit of you know making sure that their performance level your performance level can be high and you can lose your performance level can be low and you can win but 
you know, if it's high, you're going to win a lot more than you're going to lose, and vice versa. So, and it's worth reiterating that Cardiff is it that right, Chris? That Cardiff have not lost two games on the bounce. No, they haven't. Under under Warnock. I don't know. No, they haven't. <laughs> I can't. I've got all these stats. No, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what they have got. Not this season. Believe, definitely, yeah. they've only lost two games. So, <laughs> each time after they've lost, they've come back with they've a win. Back the very next win. one, yeah, which is really best important. best defense in the league. Yeah, ten mm-hmm. goals conceded. No yeah. officially best defense in the league and. For those who didn't read my match report and I worked so hard on it, I thought I'd better bring it up again. <laughs> um, in the last 15 years, only 17 clubs in all that time have had more points at this stage of the season than Cardiff. Mm. Very interesting. And only two of those... Have not got promoted. Uh, no, not made the playoffs, which not is the, with the aim at the start, bringing it back to the aim at the start of the season. Uh, one of those was Norwich last year, mm-hmm. which... Uh, they just fell away a bit, didn't they? Wolves, you're going to say? No, I'm not. I'm not. Because <laughs> we had a stinker. <laughs> it is Cardiff. In 2006-2007, okay. it was. When they, they okay. got a storming worry, start Blake, just fell away. I was thinking, I was the Dave Jones, my first season at Wolves from Blackburn. And we were cruising with, I think it was 10 games to go. But you made the and playoffs. We, no, we didn't even make didn't the playoffs. We didn't even make the playoffs. It was, was Derby like, one of those under McLaren? Shocking. Um, there was a few. There was there was a few there. There, there was obviously there was um, a couple of Warnock sides. Sheffield United, who actually had the most points from thirteen games in the last fifteen years. I tell you why that was. It was before my my remit. I couldn't. Okay. I didn't before have, your time. I, I didn't. I didn't have the time to go through like you know, twenty five years. <laughs> whatever God, it is, Blakey. Thank God. I, I thought you were gonna. Age. I thought you were gonna <laughs> bring me back some <laughs> memories that I put in the forgotten box. Uh, in other words, they're on track. Subscribe to the Boot Room on iTunes or listen on WalesOnline.co.uk. Um, time for part three, and Chris, you've unwittingly brought me on topic with some trivia um, because it is 13 games gone in the season, so it, sounds, it seems like a very arbitrary time to bring up a season so far quiz mm. for the pair of you. Okay. Uh, only five questions, but strict rules on this one, chaps. Okay. You, you've got buzzers. Right. Your buzzer is saying the word buzz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Five questions. Let's see who the can remember. <laughs> Let's see who can remember the most uh, about Cardiff City season so far. Okay. Let me just warn you: my memory is terrible. Well, it's great with certain things, but terrible with other things. Excuses. Yeah. Well, <laughs> listen. A friend of mine yesterday put um, on our WhatsApp group. We got a quick story a football WhatsApp group. Some friends from school, boys who have grown up with, and bloody blah, blah blah. And one of the boys put a a newspaper clipping from I don't even know when it was I think we were 14 or 15 uh, of a game we played and I had myself and three of my friends who were all still close I couldn't even remember the game and I was saying to him come, come on just tap and he was telling me oh no it was this and it was this and it was on AstroTurf and it was up in and I was like I had no recollection. Too many games. I'm about to put a tenner on this quiz, but I reckon you could just I win. <laughs> <laughs> you jacked it. <laughs> Quite a Right, question one. Uh, which two players have played every minute of Cardiff's league campaign? Buzz. Buzz. Oh, I'm a gentleman. No, no, I'm going to leave no, it to you. No, no, I'm going to leave it to you. <laughs> you, you. Uh, <laughs> outfield players. 
Twitch. Oh, no, no, oh, yeah, it's kind of oh, just question for the question. Is that it? Is it over? Uh, <laughs> Neil Etheridge and Sean Morrison. 1-0 to Chris. Question two. How many Cardiff goals this season in the league have come from set pieces, including penalties? Buzz. Six. Incorrect. Chris, you can steal. Buzz, four. You're both wrong, it's five. Uh, <laughs> Question three. Who is Cardiff's top goal scorer in the league? Buzz. Chris. Major's Both right on that one. Question four. Who has the most assists for Cardiff in the league? Buzz. Nathan. I'm going to go with... Mendes Lang. That's wrong. Junior Chris says Hoylet. Chris is right. <laughs> Finally, how many league games has Lee Tomlin started? Buzz. Nathan. None. Not right. Two. Chris goes right with two. And takes the victory. Oh, yeah, probably, you know. <laughs> at least there's a handshake. I give him a little round of applause. I was expecting yeah. maybe some trouble in the studio uh, after that one. No, Not mate, no. It is my job. I might have a bit of trouble with um, Christian's older brother, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he knows even more about the city. That was instead of Ask Blakey this week because we were actually recording this a day earlier than usual hmm. um, so apologies we will get around to your questions next week remember yeah. you can tweet hashtag AskBlakey at Cardiff City Live and can we have three questions from now instead of one we can as many questions yeah, as you want three questions from the boys rat, and ladies sorry uh, and kids um, rather than one yeah we'll, yeah. we'll, uh, we'll rattle through because we usually have just one question and then yeah we'll rattle through them yeah. that's, uh, okay. that's all good yeah. um, right just time for part four in a second Millwall Ipswich predictions. Got a question for Blakey? Tweet us at Cardiff City Live. I'm starting this section with another question, actually, instead of a prediction. Um, is it time for Lee Tomlin against Millwall? I don't think there's a time. I think like the games dictate whether you come in or not how you train dictates whether you come in or not it's, listen if you're out of the team I wouldn't know because when I was playing I was never left out for a long period of time I, you know I might have come back with injury and what have you but never was dropped then and dropped for I think Eddie May dropped me once uh, for Cardiff but yeah I think I was only for one game I've been dropped many times, so I can talk to you. Right <laughs> yeah, now. yeah, yeah. I, I met Caroline outside. <laughs> she told me. Uh, but I, I, there's this, there's this notion that um, people feel like if you haven't played for a while, then you've got an automatic right. It's, it's kind of like the same problem that you have if you're an 18, 19, 20 year old. Yeah. So what tends to happen is you might go over and train with the first team today, and then what you don't realise you're only there to make up the numbers or you might be there because you're a good player but then when you're sent back you your performance goes down you think oh I'm too good to be here I should be over there with the first team when the truth is if you're over with the first team every week you'd probably get ruined and the confidence would go because if you're not up to standard every day in training you, you, you know the boys will get on your case so for me with Lee there's no no one's got a divine right 
you know, and if he's not on the team, what you gotta say to yourself as a player is, I'm gonna get in the team. We did expect him to be well, the, the king's name, yeah, exactly. Well, Marquee signing. It was he was well. If you think about it, until they signed him, everyone was going, well, these average players, yeah, and it's, he's don't, still not in the team. Well, don't judge a book, innit? Exactly. So, because Mendes Lang now, you'd be thinking, if you got, give me the option of Mendes Lang or Tomlin, there's not even a contest, is there? For the start of the season, we would have said it's not a contest. Yeah. The other and way until they signed Tomlin, all the other signings, you were thinking, mm, oh well, well, you know. You've got proofs, like you said in pre-season. You can never judge it until it gets started. You can. I understand why it's a curiosity why he's not playing, but ultimately, Cardiff for second in the division. You can't complain. This, you know, yeah, it's for you. It's for him to get into yeah, the team, right? Now that might take four months of you on it. I've, I've seen it. I've seen players who feel I'm outside of it and I should be involved in it, right? And as players, you're sometimes thinking he kind of deserves to be in, but Dominic's playing so well. Mm. What can you do? You can only pick. One striker or two strikers or one winger or one full... You can't say, OK, two right-backs will play today just to keep... Um, or two centre-forwards just to keep Lee happy. It doesn't work like I that. I think you'll still add something this season. I like him as a player. He's a quality player. Um, and But to be honest, I think Warnock's deserve you know, the faith to say if he is not going from it this moment, it's because he doesn't think it's right. And, and you know, the fact they are where they are on the table justifies that. I would far rather a manager go with what he thinks is best for the team than going, I spent a bit of cash on him, I'm going to put him in. Shoot on and, individuals. And, and, and be stubborn about it just because it'll look bad on me if the guy I spent the most He's not money got that about him, though, Warlock. But, but exactly, is not that much better than, you know, we saw it. We've seen at Everton this cost Koeman his job. Yeah. Persevering with things that aren't working mm-hmm. almost to justify what mm. he did over Put the summer. Put two number 10s in the team. Exactly. It don't right. make sense to me. Yeah. At the moment, the balance of the side is fine for what they're doing. There will come a time where, and if Cardiff continues they're going, that more and more sides will be looking to stop Cardiff mm. and, and ask them different questions. And at that point, I can see Tomlin coming in if he is doing enough behind the scenes, you'd imagine he is. He's part. He's still part of the squad. It's not as if he's been bombed completely. Mm. I look forward to what he can he can bring, but I also look forward to see what Cam Patterson can bring when he comes absolutely comes into the side. I think absolutely. that's, that's going to that, be exciting. That's the beauty of Cardiff this season, though. Mm. If you're looking at it, you know it's competition for places. Kadeem Harris is still to come back. <laughs> it's competition. Well. You know, you think when they get a fully fit squad, if that ever happens, Touchwood. You know, if you want to be in the 16, or the 18, you're going to have to be well. on it. Mm-hmm. And, well, you know, you've got to say, people like Bamba coming in, people like Mendes Lag coming in, Hoylet's come in, these players who've come in and are now playing at the standard where you would expect for a Cardiff City player. You know, it, it bodes well. Trust me. It, you know, when you got one of your when you got your marquee signing not in the team, not because there's been a fallout, but because the team is doing too good, you can't complain about that. He no. just has to suck it up. And when the opportunity arises, you know, he might have thought he'd start Saturday. He would probably desperate to against his <laughs> well, former team. But you know, it, it didn't. It 
it, it didn't fit the bill. The, the manager doesn't say, right, I'm just going to put you in there just for the sake of it. He looks at it, he works out a plan, he looks, right, what personnel have they got? What have we got? What works best? What system are we going to play? Bang, bang, bang. Right, there's no room for him. Bang, we're going with this. Wins the game. You can't argue, right? There's no one can say anything. Not even Lee can go and knock on the door. He might knock on the door and say, I want to play. But you know yourself as a player, when they've come off a, a defeat, you can do that and get away with it. When they're coming off wins, and like Chris says, or Christian says they're second place in the league, there's nothing you can do. You just have to... That's that's the test of character. That's when are you strong enough to go through November not playing, December not playing, January not playing. Remember um, uh, last season, Batshuayi at, at Chelsea, and people going, ah, oh, you know, and all of a sudden he pops up most crucial times with the most crucial goal and then if you look at him now his confidence level has kind of grown and this season stalled a bit of stat and he's starting to go again so at the end of the day like I say no one's got a divine right to play you you have to work you have to and, and once you're in the team you have to produce the kind of performance level that marries up with everyone else in the team and then you can say well Hmm. Like it's a big if you get dropped after it? that then you can go man, knock the manager's door it's a huge test of character I think absolutely Tom, but like you say Millwall may come they may park the bus and you may need Somebody some, some trickery someone to, yeah. to thread those balls yeah. through as we've the problem, the problem you've got is Hoylet's playing out of his skin and he's a trickster Mendes Lang is playing out of his skin he got a great step over and he just burn you out with pace and power so Big man's do? playing up front. He's got a bit of everything as well. So it's not like you're saying, well, they're a flat three and they're just quick, but they've got no skill and technique. They've all got a bit of something about them as well. And before we even talk about Tomlin coming in, we should talk about Zahor coming back from injury, potentially Gunnarsson coming back from injury. It's Absolutely. not a bad position to be in, Chris, ahead of ahead of Saturday. What what do you think about, it, about this one? Uh, I've not seen too much of Millwall. Um, I, I watched a little bit of them last year. I was quite Im- impressed, to be honest. Memory, they got quite a young side, I think. You know, and um, not expensively assembled by no, any means. Um, Steve Morrison up front, who is remarkable. I always thought he was just bald, but it just turns out he got grey hair and he just didn't. He was hiding that a little mm. bit. Um, so it, you know, there'll be bat- there will be battles in places, but that's right, uh, Cardiff Street. Mm. That's well, that's why they are so dangerous. Mm. Is that if you want to play, we know how to set up against that. Absolutely. Kind of, if you want to battle, right? You're, you're in our. There's no way Steve's you know. going to come and beat up the back four, no. which is what was happening before mm. Bamba come in. I don't think Manga and Morrison were as battle hardened as what you need to be in the championship. Whereas Bamba, he's just a warrior. We put whatever you put your best, and I'll put my best, and. He, he's going to have it with you and that what happens is then is you look around and the rest of your players join the party as well so I think it would be you know it would be interesting to see how it plays out but I think it will be probably be tight I think I think we rarely see was, kind of demolished teams do we no but don't need to you still get three points them. yeah and they do and, they uh, do a demolish a demolition job so yeah, I'm going to go 3-0 Cardiff I'm, I'm going to go I'm going to go 1-0 and I think it will need a little bit of patience, perhaps. But one nil. Yeah, I was going to go tight as well. I think. I think probably two one. Three nil. There we go. 
Uh, there's obviously a Tuesday night game against um, Ipswich, which we actually won't get time to talk to so quickly. Mm. We'll do predictions for that as well before we do wrap up. Uh, so I'm going to go 3-0-1-0. Chris? 3-1 against Ipswich. Yeah, I think I think a draw against Ipswich. I believe you're Will talking you about Will you stop sitting on the fence, Mr. <laughs> Booth? How long... You must have splinters the size of still a prediction. walking sticks now. <laughs> we'll have to see how that pans out. We'll be back for another edition of Blakey's Boot Room next Wednesday. Um, but for now, remember, you can follow all the latest Cardiff City news on Wales Online. And you can listen to the podcast on there too, or on iTunes or Audio Boom. Um, but for now, from the three of us, thank you very much. Get your questions in. Get your questions in. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.